Welcome to Destination Transformation Podcast, where we desire to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, by bringing our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ, one thought at a time. Now here's your host, my wife, Carrie Hunter. Hello, ladies. Welcome back to Destination Transformation Podcast. Today is part seven in our eight-part series called, What Are You Thinking? And today, we're going to focus our attention on thinking about virtue. Virtue is a word we do not hear often in 2021, but it is mentioned in scripture and is a vital component to our faith. I'm so excited to talk about virtue today, but before we dive in, let's pray and invite the Holy Spirit to join us. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this splendid October day you've given here in New Hampshire. I thank you for the warm temperature these past couple of days and the beauty of autumn all around us. Thank you that you are in control of all things and all things are created by you and for your pleasure. Please help us today to be aware of your omnipotence, your omniscience, and your omnipresence. We invite your Holy Spirit in our midst now and ask for your wisdom in our lives. Thank you for loving us and dying for our sins. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. Today I have my husband John back with us. Hello. (laughs) And we're going to be talking about what we are thinking about and asking ourselves, is is there any virtue in our thoughts? So last week in episode 7, we asked ourselves if we're thinking on things that are of good report. I hope you had victory over your thoughts last week and you were able to bring your thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue... And if there be any praise, think on these things. John, can you explain to us what virtue is? I'll be honest with you. I don't, I can't even think of even using the word very often. Secularly, I can't ever remember it being used. I do, uh, you know, I do recall in church going to Proverbs 31, the virtuous woman, and you know, her price is far above rubies, but, uh, I, I think I, I need to break out the dictionary. <laughs> well, luckily for you, I have already broken it out and I have written it down. So what is virtue? The word virtue in Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary defines it as moral goodness, the practice of moral duties and abstaining from vice, or a conformity of life and conversation to the moral law. In this sense, virtue may be, and in many instances, may be distinguished from religious. The practice of moral duties, merely from motives of convenience or from compulsion or from regard to reputation, is virtue, as distinct from religion. The practice of moral duties from sincere love of God and His laws is virtue and religion. So we see here that virtue is moral goodness, it's abstaining from vice, 
And just for those of you out there that may not be familiar with the word vice, that's another word that has kind of just disappeared from our modern vocabulary. A vice is something that holds you captive. It could be gambling. It could be excessively drinking alcohol. It could be doing drugs. It could be overeating. Those are vices. They're things that kind of hold you captive. Um, So abstaining from vice is in line with virtue. Uh, Virtue is conformity of life or your manner of living to the moral law. And then the ultimate definition is the practice of moral duties from sincere love of God and his laws. Well, I think I know, I think I have seen virtue, you know, in, in some women. I can think of, uh, I can think of two in particular that I would say um, possess virtue. And um, those are the things we're supposed to be thinking on. It says, if there be any virtue. And I just kind of laughed when I saw if. (laughs) (laughs) We know Jesus Christ had virtue because the Bible says in Luke chapter 6, verse 19, that virtue went out of him when the whole multitude touched him. Did you find any other references where the Bible used virtue? Well, virtue is mentioned in Philippians 4. Chapter 4, verse 8, which we just mentioned, if there be any virtue. And then again in Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. It says, According as his divine power hath given unto us all things pertaining to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so there are some references here. I think I'm seeing the pattern a little bit. So we're actually called to glory, and we're called to virtue. Yes, sir. But And if we go back, we also look at the, the verses here. We're being told to dwell, to think on virtuous thoughts. So, uh, Again, the the concept where what we're thinking is what we're going to become and what we're going to do is really important here. So I guess we should dig in to figure out what some virtuous thoughts are and um, as opposed to ones that aren't virtuous. Right. So, listeners, how often do you even hear the word virtue mentioned in our society? Yeah, like I, I don't think I've ever heard it out in the world. Not once. Just... The Proverbs 31 woman occasionally referenced in church. Mm-hmm, exactly. So do you think there's a reason why the word virtue has been eradicated from, you know, mainstream? Well, we do know good is evil and evil is good these days. So and so the virtue, dwelling on virtue, are all good, godly things. And now that you mention it, it's actually, it's actually negative. If I, if I asked you about things at my workplace or in the world of people we deal with, virtue isn't, is boring. 
it's not fun. It's not risky. You know, there, there's, um, and it's not celebrated at all. And it's such a shame because as, you know, already mentioned, God Almighty has called us as Christians, not only to glory, but to glory and virtue. And I, you know, I got thinking, how are we to think about virtue if the very word has been dismissed from our present evil world? I mean, I'm sure many of my listeners haven't even heard the word virtue, especially if they're under the age of, say, 45. Yeah, or if they've heard it, they haven't heard it used in, in conversation or in instruction. Honestly, I'd actually think about it. If there was someone virtuous there, probably pining away in a prayer closet and no one ever knew, knows about them, as opposed to the opposite of a virtuous person, someone who's indulging themselves in the world and themselves, they're going to get all kinds of airtime from radio and TV and people's uh, people being busybodies talking about all the negatives and stuff like that. You know, conversations end really quickly when you start being positive or, or positive in things. But if you want to be a a Debbie Downer. A Debbie Downer, <laughs> or if you, or I just, I can't believe I forgot what the word is. What is it when you talk, when you talk about someone privately or whatever behind their back? A busybody? A gossip? A gossiping and stuff. You know, just uh, start being positive and encouraging and see how quick the gossip, like, <laughs> you know, stops or they walk away. That's true. Um, I know especially I women, we have issues with that. In our natural state, we're not thinking about things that are virtuous. We're not thinking if there be any virtue, think on these things. And another thing that I noted, I don't know if you picked it up too when I was reading Second Peter chapter 1, 3 through 8. It talked about whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So I'm like, oh, wow, there's this corruption that is in the world through lust. And, you know, the word lust used in the year 2021 generally is talking about sexual immorality or something like that. But when I look the word up, isn't it isn't it more directed to any lust, any indulgence towards the carnal or the flesh? I mean, it could even, you could even have a, with food even or something like that. Yes, yes, that's exactly what it said. It said, uh, the word lust means longing desire, eagerness to possess or enjoy. I mean, who doesn't eagerly want to possess or enjoy something, right? And then it said, as the lust of gain, mm -hmm. like so, monetary gain. So there's a New Testament verse about consuming you're praying amiss because you wanted to consume it upon your lusts. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the you weren't praying for it for the glory of God or for the need of someone else. It was simply out of your own carnal desires. Right. And then another definition for it, which was the, the third definition, was evil propensity, depraved affections and desires. So I wanted to ask my listeners... What are you thinking about? Are you thinking about fleshly desires? Are you thinking about what you can gain in the world? Are you thinking about depraved affections and desires? John, there are three lusts of the flesh. The lust of the eye. And the pride of life. 
Okay. I had two of them written down and I could not remember the third. So it must have been the pride of life, I, the I, one I could I not remember. Up, I had the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and then the pride of life. And that, nothing new under the sun, right? Yep. 2021, all the way back to, you know, Adam and Eve. Yep. The, uh, and, and she looked upon it and it was good to eat. You know what I mean? The, <laughs> she looked upon it and then she had to think about it. So we're, we're going to stick to thinking about what is virtuous. We want to be thinking this week, is there any virtue? And if there is any virtue, think on these things. Now, ladies, it's a challenge because the word virtue hardly exists in society today, but it is a good Bible word. And God tells us that he wants us to have virtue. He wants to add to our faith virtue. So here's a thought. Maybe maybe when you get some time, you can go read Proverbs 31 and just read about her attributes and see the things that she was doing and the descriptions of her behaviors and saying, these are some things I should be working on or I should be dwelling on and being a- admiring and building up. I mean, like, when's the last time you heard someone come up to say, that is the most beautiful outfit. It is so modest and presentable, <laughs> you know, and uh, or something, you know, when... When did you hear compliments like that? You know what I mean? That's a very modest outfit and it, it, and it, or something like that. That's a great point. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. I don't see it. And I'm going to be mindful, actually, John. Thank you to point that out when I do see it. I would like to be more mindful of that and just to, you know, give praise uh, where praise is due there. So how do we get the victory Over the enemy, the devil, who attacks us in our minds. The spirit wars or lusts against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. And we do not have any power in and of ourselves to overcome the enemy of our souls. But God is all powerful. Yes, I I might be misapplying a verse here, but the verse says, Lean not on thine own understanding. Some of these subjects and concepts, we don't necessarily understand how they work and why they work. But God simply says to do it. He says, this is the way to make it happen. And we, yeah, you read a verse earlier where our first step is faith. And the next step is adding virtue to that faith. And then that, that opens up into knowledge. So you accept Jesus Christ in faith and you need to start walking in that. He gives you his mind, but, and you need to start using that. And part of using his mind is getting rid of yours daily, momently. It's not a word. Moment by moment. <laughs> momently. <laughs> you know, but literally things. So I guess when I'm going to start working on my virtuous thought life, I'm going to start with the power of Christ in repenting in my other thoughts. Um, and when we all know what those thoughts that come in that aren't good, whether it's I wish I could have this or whether it was just something you saw in the world or or just some ungodly wickedness that's about us all the time and just you know lord wash that out of my brain let thank you for saving me thank you for what you've done thank you thank you for who you are your greatness maybe call out some of his attributes or some of the blessing you know it's just not what how he's blessed our lives but it's him himself he is all these all these big words you've been using he is all of them he is he is and back in episode number six, I believe it was, we talked about the he is altogether lovely. So the best way to bring our mind 
into captivity to the obedience of Christ is the very first thing we need to do is we need to pray because we have no power in and of ourselves to change anything. But God is all-powerful. Praise the Lord for that. So the first thing we want to do is to pray, and then after we pray, we want to offer supplication. We want to go before the Lord, and we just want to empty our hearts out before Him. We want to say, Lord, I'm bombarded daily with thoughts that are not true, that are not honest, that are not lovely, that are not of good report. Lord, would you please fill my mind? If there be any virtue, would you please fill my mind with those things? So offer your supplication to the Lord. Thirdly, you want to thank the Lord for his provision and protection in your life and for his love and mercy and grace. And then wait with expectation. God will answer your prayer. The Bible says that, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And that's all we have for this week. I hope this has been a blessing and encouragement to you. I also want to encourage you to go to ChristianLifeCoachTools.com. That's ChristianLifeCoachTools.com. May God bless you this week as you desire to be more like Him. Until next week, may God help you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Thank you for listening to Destination Transformation Podcast. We hope it has been an encouragement and blessing to you. And if so, please listen next week to episode number nine in an eight-part series called What Are You Thinking?